Welcome to Board Game Barbarians. I am your host, Andrew, and with me, as always, is my barbarian brother, Justin. Bienvenidos. Yep, both the <laughs> types. <laughs> um, we're going to start out with some housekeeping. Um, I do keep forgetting to mention that our friend Brad Wiley uh, did make the intro and the outro music for this show, so if you liked that... Um, he is on Spotify and Apple Music, but it's not the, quite the same. It's like acoustic sets with singing. It's good. You should go listen. It's uh, Brad Wiley, and Wiley is spelled W-I-L-E-Y. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only one episode this month because of me being busy and hopefully everything back to, back to normal next month. I know I'm the um, co-host of this show and yeah. intensely involved in its development, but we do more than one episode a month. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes oh, cool cool i mean great good on you <laughs> well you I, know. We, yeah i try to do uh mostly it's one episode a month and then sometimes i like to throw in like uh yeah i guess um, you do the the playthroughs and then you did your pulp detector thing and, and yeah and then we i don't did. know why it sounded all condescending like and you did your little your little pulp detector <laughs> thing i guess the show's <laughs> only existed for like three months <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. It feels like it's been an eternity. We've been doing it for eight years, and you only do one episode a month, Andrew. It's hard when you start already exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> um, as for my month, I guess, uh, so we did have a game day. I guess I'll put that last since we both did it at the same time. Yep. We did it together. Um, yep. I did get my second expansion of Pulp Detective Expansion 2. Not the is second that, Is that what it's entitled? Two. No, it's just Pulp Detective. I don't remember the title for it. I didn't write it down. Okay. Like a smart Well, it's guy. probably better than Expansion 2. Nope. Pulp Detective Second Expansion. Someone wrote Expansion 2 on it in Sharpie. I will say I got the first box in the mail, and it was completely soaked. Um, mm-hmm. Like it had been shipped in a bag through it's, a submarine. Uh, delivered, by a, delivered by Aquaman. <laughs> it was dragged by Aquaman all the way over here. <laughs> I made it. Everything I saved is this fine. freight liner. I was also shipping this small child. They're fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it was completely soaked inside and out. Everything was ruined. And, and they were nice enough to uh, thankfully send me another box. Yeah. But it looks like they took, because I got a notification from them, it looks like they took it from the stock that they were going to use to sell on their website. Mm-hmm. So they had like forty boxes to sell on their website after sending out oh, all the. Oh, a bunch. E- of, I guess a bunch of people's got yeah, ruined. Yeah, a lot of people's yeah. got ruined. So that sucks, but it doesn't suck because I got it. Yeah, in the mail. And you got to keep the wet one. Yep, I got the <laughs> the, the. I think there's one die that you know the dice isn't ruined because it's. <laughs> oh right. Yeah. <laughs> Put all the cards in the box. It's ruined what? on the first one. Free stuff. <laughs> um, and then I, I finally got to play Chinatown. Oh mm. man, Chinatown was a game uh, made of cardboard, and we played it on a tabletop. Is that your three review? Of us. Yeah, that <laughs> um, very factual China- review. Welcome to Justin's China- factual reviews. <laughs> it's a game. Good night. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> Chinatown. I like how this is your week, and I'm like, yeah. Let me tell you how you liked Chinatown. Let me explain it to you. How much you well, liked it, your, it. It was your your month as well. You know, um, I uh, Chinatown's the first pure trading game that I've played, and I've heard a lot of people say, hey, once you play Chinatown, you're gonna throw Monopoly 
out of a moving bus window on an overpass. Which you did. And I I did. I <laughs> I did. Um it, b- because um Chinatown is the fun part of Mon- Monopoly, which is uh, negotiating and making deals and moving properties around without literally anything else. Like the entire game is like, hey, you got some aquariums and a laundromat. That guy's got a laundromat. You probably want his laundromat, and he's got an empty space next to your aquariums. Why don't you get that? And the, the, yeah. my favorite part is the rules for trading are just like, now you trade, and that's there it. There are no rules. So, yeah, I gave uh, Justin 300 American dollars for like, one of his spaces. What an idiot. Which is technically... <laughs> you did win. I did which win. Is techni- I mean, it's within the rules. They, 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 they don't put any limitations on the things yeah. that you can barter and how you make deals. And it just makes for a really fun experience. Um, and the Although, only thing I didn't... L- Go ahead. Everybody got really weird when I tried to trade you my wife. It, I don't <laughs> It's just strange, is all I'm saying. Okay. um, My only thing I didn't love about it is that because all information is revealed, people that are better at assessing a financial board state are going to be better at the game than you are starting out. I mean, I assume after a bunch of plays, everyone builds their momentum and their strategies. But, like, right off the bat, I was having a hard time, like... Oh geez, what what really is the intrinsic value of that square and and making good deals? I mean, obviously that's part of the challenge. I don't want to say I, I I made it sound like I didn't like that part, but that part was hard for me. I should say it was difficult no, it's for someone that's not financially or math minded. The next time we play, I just want you to wear like a nineteen green visor thing. I was gonna say nineteen nineties <laughs> like stockbroker outfit. You've got like your mechanical calculator next to you. Yeah. Hey Justin, you want you want this uh, laundromat? Hold on. All right. We we did have a big giant um bell that we we that we rang oh, yeah. at the beginning of the each sh- round. The shame bell from your other show. <laughs> yeah. we well, it was it. it was it was the stock market bell for Chinatown. It was yeah. <laughs> that was that was that was actually part of the fun is just ringing that bell whenever yeah. trading opens and ends. <clears throat> Uh, but I, I I did enjoy that. I would like to play it more. I think it's definitely a game that I did poorly at the first time, and um, for someone like I mean, me, uh, you were terrible. Take, at it. I th- no, I, I don't think I did. I wasn't like tremendously behind, but it was pretty obvious. I was like, this ain't happening for me. Um, but I think um, it's one of those games that after three or four playthroughs, I think I'll build a good strategy and and, and really enjoy it. Yeah, we just have to find a third person to play with constantly, as it is not a two-player game. Right, I was gonna build a robot, but I don't yeah. know how to do that either. Uh, so so far, I have a bucket full of screws, and I drew a face on it. I think you just get some cans and you put them together, and you put some like arms on it with like some yeah. bolts and nuts. Um, I was and, watching that movie Weird Science to figure yeah. out how they did it, um, but it's it seems nonsensical. I think you have to put it into a field next to a tree and hope it gets struck by lightning to come to life. Is that what it is? Yeah, or a magical top hat, but that might be exclusively exclusively Frosty the Snowman. I don't really know. Yeah, all right. I'm going to go stand out in a lightning storm holding a metal bucket full of screws now. Okay. (laughs) Wearing a magical top hat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm alive! Justin, you are already alive. It's magical! (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm Um, derailing. (laughs) I also... also Invested more into X-Wing like we planned. Mm-hmm. And, uh, got I think we're, we're both right at the uh, the $100 mark. We've both spent about 100 bucks on it, right? I think so, yeah. I think so I'm, I'm at like 109 and I think you're maybe a smidge under me. 
I think I'm like in the 80s or 90s range. Yeah. Um, but I got Slave 1 in Lando's Falcon to battle your Han's Falcon. Um, in a strange time battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that way I know I can't die, because if you kill me, then your Han also dies. I am enjoying Star Wars X-Wing miniatures still. Um, we've, we've only played two games of it. So it's hard to assess really anything. I enjoyed um, the first game we played because it was super simple. And then we bought mm-hmm. all this stuff and we complicated it so much that we're uh, playing. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even know how to use half of these, but we're going to go. And then you just like yeah. obliterated me and I ran away. I I did still, I still very much enjoyed the second game. But one, it's easy because I won. So of course I like winning. That was, that felt good. Yeah. Um, and two, uh, I, I I I play and am engaged in more miniatures and miniature style games than you are, so I think maybe it just came a little easier to me that that second round we played. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I still try to like maneuver in in everything, but you also were using three different ships, and I was using gigantic ships. Like you had yeah, two X wings, two huge ships. Yeah, you had two hex wings that are hard to hit, and no, also no, X wing and a Y wing. Oh, well, you both had droids that healed yourself, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I didn't have either of those. So that was... Yeah, uh, you should have got some droids. I I tried. They were all, uh, they were all too expensive. It's hard the, um, with competitive games like X-Wing. It's, I, I think we're at that stage where we've only played a couple games, and it's, it's hard to tell, like, do you need to tweak your loadout, or did I just get good rolls and make good moves? You, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, and that's the hardest part for me with competitive games is telling like, man, did I, did I have a bad loadout? Did I use bad abilities? Was I doing stuff wrong or badly? Or or is it just that uh, whoever I was playing against happened to have like, oh, man, they just had like the best droid in the game. They didn't know. They just happened to be using it, you know? Yeah. Terminator. So that's Yeah. The Terminator. I have the Terminator <laughs> repairing my T-65 X-Wing. <laughs> not normally what he does um but he's he normally he, terminates, know, signed up he was you know yeah. he felt like helping is why they call him some, the terminator wanted to do some good in the world yeah he, he asked us to call him the repairinator instead <laughs> we thought it was weird but he's turning a new leaf the terminator <laughs> yep <laughs> um we also what else did we play i guess bleeding into your your month we'll talk about board game day um this this time around we went. I went to Justin's house. Yes, and we just drank a bunch of beer and played board games. <laughs> um, we we. I feel like I feel like we didn't play a ton. We didn't. We played uh, X Wing. Mm-hmm. Played X Wing. Played Chinatown. Chinatown. What else? I don't even remember. Played Hero oh, you know Quest. <laughs> I finally got you and our mutual friend Robbie to sit down and play Hero Quest. Yep. And um. Because I own Hero Quest intact, 100% complete, with sleeves, with the Kellars Keep expansion, and also intact, complete, every, every, you know, 100%. <clears throat> One of the most sought-after board games, and I just want to say it: the game sucks. It just sucks. And I've kind of, you know, we talk a lot about it, make jokes about it, because Hero Quest is kind of as much a meme as it is a, b- a board game, you yeah. know. Um, but. In 2019, not very fun. Yeah, that game would all. have been super kick-ass in the 90s. Oh, yeah. When I was like yeah. nine, if I had found that, it would have been insane. But after having played so many newer dungeon crawlers yeah, uh, and, and um, tabletop miniatures games, it fails to be either in a satisfactory way. Um, yeah, and I'm I, kind I mean, of in this weird spot where I 
kind of want to get rid of it. Like halfway through playing, I was just like, I just want to play Conan. Like that's going to be a lot exactly. more, a lot more fun and intuitive yes. than this game. <laughs> um, uh, um, games now are really, really good, at, especially like uh, uh, Conan and and Batman are really good at tension building. It's this thing where every now and then you're like, oh man, I got this one shot to open this safe, and if I don't do it, I'm screwed. Or I got this one shot to throw my axe through four guys and then burst through a wall and murder everyone in a whole <laughs> one room. Shot. Or I'm, or I'm doomed. <laughs> Um, and they build these really tense moments, and Hero Quest is devoid of that. It's just yeah. like, okay, roll to hit. Okay, that's what nope. damage. Roll okay. to move. Yeah, okay, roll to move. Uh, okay, you roll to wood. So, oh, you're the only sucks. one in that room. I hope, I hope you can fight them well. A lot of people argue like, hey, you could house rule it, and I'm like, I could just play a better game. <laughs> you know. <I'm, laughs> That is true. You could always just play a better game. Is that yes, your review exactly. of HeroQuest? Yes, you could always just play a better game. I mean, to anybody out there that loves it, I mean, great. If you if I grew up with it and had nostalgia for it, maybe. Um, yeah. May, but but for me, what I love in board games, and the more I play them, the more I, I realize this is, it, it doesn't have to be a stellar experience from start to end. It doesn't. But I just need at least a few moments in the game that it are just... It needs to be just a little bit interesting. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's just this tension. Like, if I play an hour-long game, but for one move, I was like, oh, man, everything's riding on. This is tense. This right here is a tense moment. A lot is riding on this die roll or this card or for me to make the right decision. That's That feels good and satisfying, even if I fail. Oh, um, that was all of X-Wing for me. <laughs> <laughs> but a, a lot of games, uh, older games, they don't have that tension. If they don't have that tension, they're they're just boring. It's an hour and a half of you be, being bored. Yeah, it, it was not a it was not a whole lot of fun. And I'm pretty sure both uh, me and Robbie were <clears throat> pretty much. I mean, I was trying to understand it, and I think I was thinking too much because halfway through the game, I was like, much. "Oh, this is just it." This yeah, is all I feel is. like you kept waiting for like your abilities to unlock or something. It's yeah. like, nah, dude, you'll get a, a broadsword after a while. Broadsword. That's that's kind of it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it was uh it, it was it was an interesting experience that I'm glad we did and now never have to do again. Yeah. Now, granted, you did play the very first mission. And that is yes. very vanilla. There's no secret doors. There's no traps. You know, uh, I think it might be worth it to play some of the later missions just to experience them. But yeah, it's just not, uh, especially compared to newer stuff like it, like Descent, like like Gloomhaven, uh, like Conan, like Batman. Uh, it's just yeah, shadows it's just, of brimstone. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anything, <laughs> anything. Uh, go fish. Watching paint dry. I mean, I'm pretty sure Chinatown had more uh, <laughs> tense moments than that game too. There were, you know, and again, like I said, Chinatown is, is there are these these moments where you're like, you're making a deal, and in the back of your head, you're like, you're reassessing the deal while you're in the middle of it, and then you're like, shit, 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 did I just make a bad deal? Oh no, crap, no, no, crap. <laughs> you know, like we're as already soon as touching you make hands, it, we're already <laughs> touching our hands together. No, take backsies. Anyway, the only other game I played is I played. Um, Courtney, my, my wife doesn't really play board games, um, but we play Mancala from time to time. Okay, that's the is, with the little beads. Yeah, uh, you got like these uh, uh, the twelve two cups rows. in these yeah. <laughs> these little beads. Yeah, yeah, that's and, good. Um, I love it that is, game. 
it is a solved game. Um, so what that means is if you, if you were to look up a strategy for it, you could win every time against someone that didn't know how to play against that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we don't do that. We just play for funsies. Uh, usually we'll have tea after dinner and we'll play Mancala. And uh, it's just a fun, oh, have light, tea after game. dinner. Yeah, we have some tea after dinner. I'm <laughs> trying to drink more green tea. You know, yeah. you know how it is. <laughs> um, well, cool. Yeah, I haven't played that game in a long time. I used to be really good at it. I you, know. you should play in, uh, with me sometime. I like the game a lot. Um, I'm also really bad at assessing Mancala and uh, basically counting, I think, is what I'm bad at. <laughs> <laughs> so I make bad plays all the time in Mancala. And my wife, she gives me too much credit. She thinks I'm way smarter than I am. And she'll she'll be like, all right, what's he planning here? All right, he left himself open right there, but what's his? He's gonna double back and get me, and I'm just over there like, nah, 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 duh, duh, duh. like I just don't know. <laughs> Pretty beads. <laughs> um, beyond that, um, I did get charged for my uh, root Kickstarter pledge. Uh, ooh, she'll be shipping in a month or two. Nice. Um, the underworld expansion with the resin clearing markers and all the fancy stuff. So that'll be fun. I definitely need to play and some live more games animals of root. to put on the board. Yeah, it comes with 15 raccoons. Uh, they have them on uh, 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 international freight right now. It'll be here in two months. <laughs> Aquaman's delivering them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, yeah, for some news, just a small amount of news, uh, Dune is out, which is something I've been looking forward to, but I don't Dune! think I'll actually get. <laughs> uh, this is a remake of the old, I want to say it was came out in the 80s? I believe question so, Question yeah. mark. Uh, and this is put out by Gale Force 9 Games. Uh, it does look really good. I would encourage people to watch. I mean, normally I wouldn't encourage people to go somewhere else for, you know, uh, uh, if you're interested in Dune, go watch. If you're uh, interested, go yeah. watch Shut Up and Sit Down's review because I think they put it very succinctly um, in that Dune is a complex game that carries a lot of baggage and it still has some of that baggage. Uh, and watching it, it's one of those games that, like, I know I'll never play. Yeah. I mean, I but watched it I and had... I was like, this looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> if only yeah. I had more than one board game friend that I could sit down with at a time. Right. And also, not only more than one board game friend, but ideally, like, five board game friends that all liked really mean games because yeah. dune is a mean game of like backstabbing and that is a specific genre that when you're going into it you really want to know like the, with the other people going into it with you you want to be like hey just so you know this is a mean game we're going to be mean to each other for one to four hours i mean we're already and that's used to okay that, so. you know yeah because i hate you yep. but, but when you bring in other people that you know they come and they're like oh we're gonna play board games and you're like i kill all your troops and i burn your houses down with last guns <laughs> and then they're like why and you're like because you're a harkonnen <laughs> and then that's it you know and they're just like well shit <laughs> Uh, yeah, I basically have, have you and another board game friend, and uh, that's it. <laughs> and, and even never, then, three is not, not ideal. Not, for not the enough. Game, yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and then on the, to segue into our topic, uh, Magic the Gathering oh has a new set called Throne has a new set. of Eldraine, and it comes out in October of this year, 2019. Um, and it looks fantastic. It's all like fantasy themed and. I'm so excited for this. Cookies. Oh, man. Cookie gingerbread men and women. <laughs> I'm um, as we'll get into, I'm a big magic fan. Um, but I go in and out of it. I'll go like eight months and not touch my magic cards or buy a single card, and then I'll get back into it for a while. You know, 
Um, Throne of Eldraine is so for people that don't know, they they have this group that's like the Justice League of Magic: The Gathering, and all of Superman. Uh, pe- people may not even know there's a story that goes along with Magic. There's a storyline since yeah. <laughs> pretty close to when it started, and it just kind of linked all of these different weird places together and the story used to be really cool and interesting and then it got really boring and it was about this like super friends group called the gate watch and they were super duper boring but they were really good for marketing because it gave them static persistent characters to put on packages and sell figurines of and it was really good for that yeah but the story just got kind of bland and boring and and then everything was focused around these people and it just got kind of bleh and then all of a sudden they're like no now we're going to fairy tale land and there's golden geese and eggs and poison apples and slippers and beauty and the beast and it just is is fun and exciting and flavorful and i'm i'm really excited for for throne of eldraine i am i am as well and i don't i didn't i haven't played or or purchased magic cards and probably six seven years and i'm i'm thinking about just buying into this yeah and, i think what i might do is deck. just i and i, I don't really want to do a deck with it because i just don't play enough but i might build a cube out of it so then i can just draft this set whenever i want you know that'd be nice be. i mean i'd i'd uh help you fund that yeah uh and really building cube, we, we'll get into more about cube but it's we'll not too tremendously expensive to do it for a set eight thousand dollars Minimum. I mean, minimum. Yeah. yeah. You know, this, All right. <laughs> well, that's this, not an uh, insane amount of money for what we're going to be talking about later. So let's not <laughs> jump to conclusions here. This uh, this month we're going to be talking about Magic: The Gathering, um, as we have many fans in the Discord. So uh, is that like also, the Dragon Ball Z trading card game? It is. It's just like it, and it's like it's, if Pokemon and Dragon Ball had a baby, um, you oh, would get man. Magic: The Gathering. <laughs> Um, so if you're a fan of magic and you would like to join our discord, we do have a group in the discord that is just, well, occasionally we will talk about magic the gathering. Um, I do want to mention real quick that this is a very large topic. (laughs) Yeah, Um, there are multiple, at least six podcasts I regularly listen to that all cover completely different aspects of magic, the gathering, never cross streams with each other and have content every single week for hours at a time. So it's... (laughs) To give you an idea, I I sat down and pulled up a couple sources like Wikipedia and then Magic even has their own history site that talks about like their history and stuff. And so I'm pulling up different sources and I'm sitting there trying to parse between everything and figure out how I'm going to condense it. And I got a migraine. So (laughs) if it gives you an idea, like I I sat there with a migraine typing notes and finally just went and had to take a nap. But um, I want to say at this point, the card pool is over 20,000 cards that exist within the game of Magic. It's been rated by MIT as the most complex game ever to exist. That is insanity. Uh, It it is a huge thing. I, I do want some of the episode to be us talking about how to kind of navigate that vast ocean of gameplay because you really you can get a lifetime of enjoyment and only explore one little tiny affordable sliver of magic the gathering because a lot of people come in and they're like i have to know all of this and you're like no you really you really don't at all it's not necessary so i'm gonna what we're gonna do is just i'm just gonna go into a small amount of backstory um for the start of magic because i didn't want to go in great detail um, yeah. So that way, I could we could more discuss what Justin just talked about, and then more of what we enjoy about the game and what we find enjoyable, instead of just sitting here and throwing facts at you. Um, so first off, um, 
Magic was released in 1993 at the Origins Game Fair in Dallas, Texas, and mm-hmm. uh, was received so well that they completely sold out of all of the cards <laughs> at the fair, which was the equivalent to about a year's supply of cards. Yeah, and they sold out of all the way up through, um, I believe, Unlimited. It, for a while there, the first year or two of Magic, it was like as soon as card came, cards came out, people were buying as much as they could, even if they didn't need them, because it was it was like it sold out instantly. It was like the over Wii. and over and over and over. It was like it was the Wii <laughs> of of trading card games. It and was the, the, you know the we should mention the first trading card game magic is yeah. the first one to have been developed certainly there were proto games before that that probably came close but magic is the first of its kind um so it was developed by richard garfield in his basement basically where uh, mm-hmm. what i read is that he had like one other two guys that were play testing it while he was developing it um but then he eventually met with peter atkinson from wizards of the coast um for another game called Robo Rally, which I didn't really look into at all because I was too busy having a migraine <laughs> uh, and writing notes. R- Robo Rally <laughs> is a programming game where where you're racing robots, but you're doing it by programming their moves ahead of time, and there are things that disrupt your movements. And that's a board uh, game, was, from what I read. It is a board game. Um, yeah. Richard Garfield's designed a ton of games. For people that don't know Richard Garfield, he's a, a legend in the the tabletop and board gaming space. Obviously for Magic, but also for other things. For uh, uh, what's that game called? Smash Up for. Um, um, Key Forge for. Oh, did he uh, do Smash uh, Up? Yeah, that was him. Uh, it says yeah. on the front, designed by Richard Garfield. He's <laughs> nice. uh, and uh, I believe he he uh, has a degree in some kind of mathematics and um, um, very very famous game designer. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, so Ro- Robo Rally was one of his earlier games that had some some moderate success. It was a robot programming racing game. But um, with Robo Rally, Peter Atkinson could not bankroll. And I guess Wizards of the Coast could not bankroll Magic the Gathering at that time, but they did come together at a later date once they had more funding. Um, For those that don't know, Wizards of the Coast is best known for Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons. Purchased Dungeons and Dragons. They purchased TSR. They bought them out, and then they owned. They also purchased Hasbro. (laughs) Well, no, they got purchased by Hasbro. Oh, okay. Yeah, was Hasbro it? owns Wizard. Yeah, Hasbro owns Wizard of the Coast. Okay. Um. Uh. Uh. And Hasbro also owns uh, multiple other trading card games that are put out. Uh, most recently, I think, is their Transformers trading card game. They they just it's it's crazy huge conglomerate at this point. Um. So yeah, basically, if you're into a nerdy thing, Hasbro owns it. Yep. And if it's a really nerdy thing and it's tabletop, Wizards of the Coast probably makes it. That's just. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we'll um, get into game variants. I'm gonna let you take take control of that. Well, <laughs> just like <laughs> handing it off. Yeah, I'm um, gonna throw the. I'm gonna throw you under the proverbial <laughs> bus for game uh, variants. Uh, a lot of people talk um, mention to me. They're like, "Hey, you know, I want to get into the magic, but it just seems massive. There's like 40 bajillion cards, and I don't have fifty thousand dollars for a deck, and I can I, I can't afford a black lotus because it costs as much as three of my cars." And how do I play the game? Um, <laughs> and it does get accused of being pay to win. And I would, I do want to spend a minute and explain why it seems that way. Um, Magic the Gathering is a game of formats. So basically, when you think of all the cards ever made in Magic, that's your card pool, right? And a format in Magic takes just a sliver of those cards based on predetermined criteria. So all of the cards from 8th edition forward, all of the cards from the last two years, all common cards. Uh, you know, these are different formats 
um, that narrow down your card pool to something reasonable instead of having to look at every single magic card ever made in the history of magic cards. Um, And you normally will pick a format based on your budget. Uh, There are two types of formats. There are rotating and non-rotating formats. A rotating format is one that eventually cards get shifted out of the format. And when that happens, you'll normally either sell them or retire them or play them in a different format that they are still legal in. And the most famous is... Go ahead. I was just going to say, in my younger years, that's what turned me off from the game because it just... Right. That's why it felt like... Um, and to finish your point, it's standard, so that way everyone's not yeah, like, "What is it?" Is <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, when I was younger, I, I I bought a bunch of Magic cards and played the game, and then I think after I'd played it for like two years, two or three years, I was gonna go to a friend at Friday Night Magic with a friend of mine, and we were playing like the night before, and he was like, "Well, none of your cards are legal for what we're gonna do." Yeah. Because they're old. Yeah, it's and I was like, it's, well, it's frustrating. <laughs> what? Um, playing standard is, I believe it's the most recent two years of cards. I don't play standard. I don't personally like rotating formats. When I build a deck, I want to play it for forever. I want to pull out my deck 10 years from now and go, let's play modern. And then someone else pulls out their modern deck they built a week ago, and we can still play. They might kick my ass because there's new stuff that's come out that's good that I don't have. But we're still in the same format. It's still legal. We can still play. Um, so uh, standard is the most recent two years. Uh, the competitive magic events that are most popular and most marketed by Wizards of the Coast are standard because they want you to play standard. They want you to buy new packs. There's right. also draft, which is encompassed in standard uh, draft. You'll go out and you'll open brand new packs and you'll construct a deck out of what you build there. Uh, and there are multiple types of draft. There's a sealed draft, which is you get six packs and you open them up. There's a, a, a regular draft where you'll open a pack, you'll take one card and you'll pass it, and you'll do that with yep. several packs until you get a pool of cards to build out, build out of. So standard and draft, um, Wizards of the Coast wants you to play those because that's what the newest cards that they want you to buy are in. And there's nothing wrong with that. We want them to keep making the game. I like the game. The game is still yeah. good. The game is thriving. Um and so a lot of people, when they come in, they want to play standard and draft because those are the events Wizard, Wizards pushes. They're the most popular. They're what's on Magic Arena, which is their digital version. It's 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 the big one. Yeah. Um, I don't play standard or draft because I don't want my cards to not be legal in if I don't play for six months or if I get busy or I don't want to have to worry about like, oh, I really want to play this deck that looks real cool. And by the time I build it, oh, three of the cards in it rotate out next month and then Five months yeah. after that, five more cards rotate out, and I'm having to worry about it. That was the, uh, the irritating thing that I that I always ran into, and I couldn't really... The only friends that I really played with at the time, besides you, um, was another guy who was super into Standard and went to mm-hmm. Friday Night Magic every Friday. Um, right. So there were times... I think there were a couple times where I played with him, and uh, like uh, Vampire Nighthawk was one of my favorite cards in my in my black deck. Yep. Great and card. I think it that's a it, one black black haste flying tutu. Uh it has life link. Life as well. link. Yep. Yeah. Haste flying um, lifelink tutu. But I is think I haste? played I think he's haste. I think no, I don't think he's haste. I think it's just flying lifelink. I think he is. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh we were playing and I played it and he was like, Oh, that's not that's not, not legal. legal anymore. And I was like, cool, I'm just playing with you. And he was like, well, I'll let it go this time. And I'm like, what? What? Like, there's no judge yeah, flying here. Flying Death Touch Lifelink 2-3 for one black black. Yeah. So, so he was very much in a standard. I didn't 
care to spend that much money on the game other than the deck that I had built. Right. Um, cost for standard and draft. Draft cost, normally entry is you buy the packs. So however it's like 15, 20 bucks, however much the amount of packs you're opening cost you. Um, for standard, decks normally range from like the 50 to about the $500 range. And that's that's giving a wide berth. Yeah. Um, you can, uh, I have successfully built, played, and enjoyed decks for well under the $100 range in standard and had a good time and been competitive. Um, but if you're, if you're just one of those people that you're like, look, I don't want to have to build and figure out a deck. I just want to go on the internet. What's the best deck and buy those cards. You can, I would encourage you to do so, but it's probably going to be expensive because the best decks use the best cards and the cards that are considered the best go up in price because people want them because they're the best. Right. Um, and then you go into modern, which I believe is everything eighth edition forward. So it's a much bigger pool than standard. And because of that one, the power level is much higher. A game of modern goes on for two, three turns. And then you're like, well, we're done. That's it. It's over. That's the whole game. <laughs> um, and decks in the modern, uh, space can be expensive. Um, they can, I, I have, um, two decks myself. One of them is considered a budget deck. It's right about a hundred dollars. Another one is also considered a budget deck. It's about the $250 range. Now I have taken my $250 deck to modern events and beaten decks that cost two and three and $4,000. Just because I spent less money doesn't mean my deck is worse. It might not be as efficient, but a lot of magic comes down to how you play it. Uh, but the modern range usually goes from about $100 up to the like four or $5,000 range if you're getting really insane with it. Jesus. And <laughs> I, you also got a bunch of free cards for me because I gave you my entire did, magic yeah. collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did indeed. Years ago. Um, and so I got to do everybody is just get a friend like Andrew that gives you <laughs> and all his... just get free cards. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and kind of the and modern is obviously non-rotating because it's everything from this point forward, right? Right. I don't recommend people start in modern. Standard is easy to start in because it's it's very welcoming. Magic wants you to start there. There's lots of events focused around it, and that's where most new players are. The cards modern, are in stock at the store. <laughs> right. <laughs> modern is is modern is is more for enfranchised players. It's people that Ideally, you're not going to jump into modern and go, well, I'm going to go buy a $5,000 deck now. Ideally, you'll jump into modern after playing standard for four or five years and going, man, I've got this huge pile of older cards. Well, what do I do with it? Well, you could put, probably put together a modern deck and put you know a little bit of money with it and make something feasible. Yeah. Uh, and then we get into Popper, which is one of my favorite formats. Uh, and I do specifically want to mention it because it, it is a format that is anything ever printed at common. And Magic the Gathering has rarities. There's common, uncommon, rare, and mythic rare. And these four rarities get harder to find as they go up. They make less mythic rare cards than they do common cards. What? Um, I know. I know. It's hard to wrap your head around. Because <laughs> Popper is only commons, it's affordable. Tier 1 Popper decks are like $100. Most of mine cost well under 50 bucks. You could yeah. put one together for $10, $20, dollars and well, have a relatively we good even deck. Did, you've got a Popper Cube. Yes, I do, which, which is we'll really, cube really fun yeah. to say. 
Papa Q. Um, Popper, I do recommend. It's getting more uh, recognition in, in recent years. There's more events for it. Because a lot of people, a lot of people play Magic competitively. I personally don't. I have played competitively in events, at tournaments, at Friday Night Magic, um, at, at bigger tournaments. I just don't like the competitive scene. I prefer playing on a kitchen table with my friends with a couple drinks. That's how I enjoy the game. Um, you also have Legacy and Vintage. Uh, yep. which these are the two formats that give magic its reputation of costing 10 and 20 and $30,000 <laughs> because these use some of the, the cars from the beginning of the game that were which never reprinted crazy, tremendously expensive. expensive, um, which a lot of it is, it, it's a collector's market. These are non-taxed goods. So some people legitimately invest and sink money into these as a way to lower taxes, you know, uh, uh it's a weird what? thing. I know. Yeah. How do they do that? <clears throat> collectibles are a non-taxed good. Okay. You don't get taxed on collectibles that you own. So if I've got, I don't know, $2 million in magic cards, nobody cares. They're just this thing that I can move around freely and that I can sell and trade and whatever. And it avoids a lot of issues with taxes. But I mean, like if you sold a $90,000 magic card, you would get taxed on that. <clears throat> Uh, I think that depends. I think that really depends. Depends on if you declare it as an income or not. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, th you could, it's easier to move that good. It's, e it's something that you own and, and get around taxes than it is yeah. just having a bunch of money in the bank. If right. that makes sense. Uh, and obviously I'm not an accountant because one, I'm dumb and two, I can't even play Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Legacy and Vintage, I'm not even going to cover because it, it's, it, it really is not formats I, I recommend people really explore or get into if they're looking to get into the game. Um, this is like, I'm 10 years into the game. I'm 15 years into the game. Magic is my life. I've invested thousands of dollars over a decade in Magic the Gathering. Where do I go from here? Maybe then, yeah, you can explore Legacy and Vintage. Um, there are dozens of casual formats. The two I want to mention are Commander, um, which has been gaining popularity. Commander started as a judges format. So at, the, at these events, they have judges that watch you play the game. Mm -hmm. And there was this format invented called Elder Dragon Highlander, and it evolved into Commander. Um, okay. Commander is a really fun format that you play with 100-card decks instead of the normal uh, 40 the or 60. Card? You got the one big card if you buy yep. a pre-made Commander deck. Uh, and you can only have one of each card. Most magic formats allow you up to four of each card. <clears throat> and it's just kind of a, a wackier, more off-the-wall, multiplayer-focused format that as far as Wizards of the Coast products, because a lot of these cards you're buying on the secondary market, um, as far as pre-made Wizards of the Coast products, their commander pre-constructed decks are some of their best off-the-shelf decks that they make. Yeah. It's a really fun format. It's really silly. And the card pool does include all of magic. Do you Everything still have? Mad for, for, Sorry, have what? Do you still have the commander <laughs> deck that I gave you? Um, I don't know. I got about twelve commander decks, so okay. probably. Well, because I gave you one, I, the ones that I gave you would have been the pre-built one with the big card. Mm, you didn't give. No, that was not a commander deck. That was an arch enemy oh. deck that you gave me, oh, and I do still okay. have it. And it is sleeved, which is another different format that we're not going to cover. Because again, it's a game <laughs> of formats. There's dozens and dozens of formats. And then finally, um, one of my newer favorite formats is cube. Um, so we mentioned a draft where you open a bunch of packs and you get a bunch of cards and you build a deck out of that. Cube is you take a block of cards and you keep them in a big box and you draft out of this box. And the idea is that 
because, uh, you know, like I like drafting, but I don't like spending $15 every time I want to do it. Right. The idea is that you can create your own environment to draft cards from. You're you're curating your own card pool. So in your cube, you can go, I'm going to put all my favorite cards in this cube from wherever they're from, whatever their power level. It doesn't matter. We're all drafting out of the same pool of cards. And uh, th- what I love about cube is it's extremely accessible. Once you've invested the money, you can play it as many times as you want, infinity times. Um, and, and it's just a lot of fun to bring newer people in that don't have their own cards, that don't have their own stuff. And you can go, Hey, you don't have to spend a dime. I've got a cube. We can draft out of that. And it kind of turns magic kind of into like its own little board game sort of thing where you just bust out this cube, you draft cards out of it, you stick them back in and you're done. Yeah. Um, the problem with cube is constructing a cube. You have to have pretty decent magic knowledge and uh, working knowledge and ability to build a good card pool that is balanced and fun and engaging to draft from. If you just throw 360 random cards into a box, it's going to play like shit. It's going to be all over the place. There's going to be really good cards and really bad cards, and there's not going to be even color distribution. There's a lot of things you have to worry about. So it's one of the funnest, most casual formats to play, but one of the hardest to put together. And and because of that, I really do recommend... Um, the Popper Cube, which is a cube constructed of only common cards that exist out there. They have a Patreon. Um, they constantly update it, and it's just kind of this preset list of cards. You can put it together for, I think I put mine together for 150 bucks. Yeah. Um, which is not insane in the realm of board games. And they're all common cards, so almost all of them are cheap. And you can put it together and you can have a good working environment that has been curated and put together by someone else so you know it's balanced and and been play tested. And then you can have kind of a, a, a magic the gathering and a board game like experience. Um, so Cube is, is a, a really fun format that I, I recommend people that want to get into the game but they don't want to have to do the decks and they don't want to have to keep spending money and yeah it's non-rotating but i still don't want to have to worry about like well andrew bought a deck and it's better than mine so now i got to put money in my my cards and make them better but if i do draft that's 15 dollars per draft look into cube and look at look into some pre-made cubes that are not expensive um card kingdom also has a pre-made cube that i think is a hundred dollars and comes with a box and sleeves for your cards uh and it's a great product cube has gotten a lot of uh acclaim in recent years and um i've not heard anyone say that hey it's a great way to start but i do think it is uh, it's a great way to start. It gets you a balanced pool of cards that you can build decks out of with your friends. If you got two or three friends that maybe they're exploring the game with you, you know, go in on a cube together, spend, a, you know, $20, $30 each on one. And I mean, together to get one cube. Don't buy yep. a $20 cube. That's too cheap. That's probably crap. Nope. It's probably fully Andrew's $20 cube. It's, <laughs> it's all land cards. You know, uh, because I do think one of the funnest things to do in Magic that uh, I used to do growing up was me and my friends, we had our like little shoebox of cards, right? And we couldn't afford to buy new cards. So we just took all of our cards and we put them in a pile and we drafted out of that. Or we built decks out of that and we moved stuff around. And that was fun because our card pool was limited. Uh, we didn't have to spend any money, but we couldn't because we were broke anyway. And, and just <laughs> building decks and playing Magic all night out of that shoebox... That same ex- experience exists, but in a much more refined, enjoyable, balanced way with cube drafting. Which uh, is uh, the cube, the popper cube is what we did during uh, our game day. That was the other game that we played. Right. Yeah, that, that we, was the, the when you know, when we say we played Magic the Gathering, we drafted popper cube. Yeah. 
and that oh. was a whole lot of fun. I, because I've only um I've previously done a, uh, I believe a sealed draft. <clears throat> yeah, sealed draft is when someone just hands you six packs of cards and says go and sets a timer and you build a deck. Yeah. So well, no, I, I guess I did a booster draft then. We <laughs> that's when you get a pack, you open it, it and you take yeah. one, and you yeah. Uh, and yeah. there's a lot of different types of draft. There's one where you lay them all out on the table, and then you each pick one, and you each uh, stab they're, each they're, other to try the, to get the, the best one. The draft we did, I can't remember what it's called, um, where we get three different piles, and you look at the pile, and if you don't take it, you put another card to it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different ways to to draft magic, um, and we have not even covered a, a fifth of the amount of formats out there. You know, we yeah. could go on all night. Just go look up Magic the Gathering formats, look for one that interests you, and play that. You you don't need to know all 26,000 cards or whatever. You don't yeah. need to spend $30,000. You can go, hey, I want to build decks with my friends and we want to spend money one time. Cool, buy a cube. Hey, or we want to go down every week and be competitive. Cool, play standard. You know, there's something there for you. Or you could do what I did, which is you buy a just a pre-built pack to start out <laughs> and a couple boosters and you throw in some cards that look cool and then you play it until you figure out that it sucks and then you just kind of... Um, I, I will also, or you can be smart and look up stuff online you know yeah, that too. I, I, I will also say um, the Magic the Gathering community has a reputation online and that's as much as I'll say about it but if you're just literally looking to get into the game people online are very helpful in pointing you to resources that you would not know about if, if you were not a Magic player uh, websites that list specific card prices they list specific decks with statistics like how good is this deck against this deck what do I do if this deck is beating this deck you know there's so many statistics and, and pieces of information out there um, for anybody that wants to find that if that's what you want magic to be is a number crunching statistics game of high efficiency and and um, dealing with variance that's there or you can just go buy a shoebox of cards and build decks with your friends all night that's you can do that too yep, that also that's works. a whole lot of fun drink some beers if you're over <laughs> 21 and uh, yeah. none of that underage drinking here um, so I'll, I'll quit going on and on and on and on <laughs> about four. I know I've been going on about formats for like 30 minutes now. But, I mean, uh, it's, I a, it's a lot since we're still talking sort of about the cube in the drafts and everything. I mean, that's yeah. what, uh, I really enjoyed whenever we played was just, even though I haven't built a deck in six years, mm-hmm. um, I still built a fairly competent deck. I think I beat you once or twice. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I won that night. I got, I got close. You won some the first plays. game. Did I? Yeah, I think I you remember. won the first game, and then and then you, for some reason, swapped out some cards that screwed you the last two games. <laughs> yeah, I am very bad at deck construction, um, which uh, yeah. So it's it's uh, I like cube draft a lot, but I have a hard time. I don't win very often with cube draft. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I had a lot of fun. I liked the format with the three different stacks. That was really cool. Yep, I want to say that's a pick it all up. Winston draft. I think that's I think called. that's what you called it. And we did a three-player games. There's three of us, and we did attack one direction. So it'd be like, all right, all three of us are playing free-for-all mode, but you can only attack the person on your left. You know, so which no, is just you, kind of you and I played just two one-on-one. To we start. did, yeah, yeah, briefly. And then did we do another Winston draft with Robbie? Yeah, we we did some kind of draft with Robbie. No, it wasn't okay. Winston. I think we did passing. We just did regular booster draft. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing about Cube is once you've got to put it together, you can draft it however you want. You can make up your own ways. I've seen people play five-player cube draft games where they attack in a star pattern. Like, people just make up all sorts of weird ways to play. So, yeah. like, for I think there's this misconception that Magic is this game that, one, it's tremendously expensive and 
two, it's very rigid and you have to do it the right way. Honestly, yeah, if you're playing at a, a tournament where rules are enforced, yeah, it is very specific, and you but do have to play it a really right way. Playing but if with you're your just, friends, then... Yeah, you can be like, okay, you can only uh, attack people that have glasses, and if they take <laughs> them off, you have to redirect. You can make whatever rules you want when you're playing at home. And the game is really open to, to that kind of format twisting, uh, yeah. I think. Uh, and card games in general are. They're really easy to kind of do weird things with, as opposed to a much bigger and more structured board game. I mean, I'll say um, I did want to go into, like, first impressions, because I yeah. the, my first encounter with the game was in high school. I was uh, in theater after school. And two friends were were playing it, and I didn't know what it was. And I asked if I could play, and they just started being like elitist assholes to me about <laughs> how I I wouldn't know what I was doing, and it's a difficult which, game to which, learn. Which, to be fair, is true, but they were assholes about it, right? And and I still uh, a, um, a couple moments later, like one the one of the theater teachers was like, "Hey, just go in my deck. I've got a, a blue mill deck. You may not know how to figure it out." Um, but I that still is a very figured... bad deck to start with. A yeah. mill deck. Well, okay. I figured it out. Like I still, well, there you I, go. I still beat them because they were too busy fighting each other because they didn't think I knew what I was doing. Yeah, and I half didn't know what I was doing, but I still, still defeated them. And we still haven't even explained the actual game of Magic, which I don't think we're gonna do. We don't have time for it. It's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> plenty it's of stuff game. out there that explains how to play. There's tons of it. Yeah, you got cards. Uh, the cards cost something. You have to have land to pay for the card, and then you play them. That's, That's the, the perfect. I love basic. It. That's just of the rules. Um, I, I started in uh, onslaught block, uh, which was two thousand and two, uh, which would have put me in middle school. Um, and I remember I went down and I just I saw the cards. Cause card games for people that weren't. Alive in the 90s, which sounds so weird to say, but there are uh, 19 years of people that weren't alive during the 90s. Um, the 90s had why'd a... You, why'd you make me think of that? Because, because that? of magic. <laughs> because of the popularity of magic. And ma magic was an instant, overnight, tremendous success. Um, because of the popularity of it, card games were massive in the 90s there were hundreds of them and i played them I i've always been into card games since i was a kid i, I was in the pokemon cards i played magi nation i played Yu-Gi-Oh. i played the dragon ball z card game i played the star trek yep. card game i play i played all the card games i played a ton of card games star wars um no did not ever play i do have a, a deck of the star trek uh, uh card game um, I, anyway. I still have a bunch of dragon ball z cards and you play that. Cards. I love card games. I've I still I've 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 uh, four or five Keyforge decks. I love card games, um, and I had been playing these card games, and they were, you know, mostly kid card games. Magi Nation, which nobody remembers, um, and Pokemon were the two, and and Yu Gi Oh. And then I yeah. saw Magic the Gathering, which I had known about, but it was like this like older kid thing. The art was like dark and scary, and there was blood and 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 monsters on it and it just seemed and if you played it you would get possessed by demons and you'd at least go that's to what hell. my parents told me that's what my parents it just, told me so. it just seemed like this 
dark, complicated, scary thing that whenever I was in middle school was awesome to me. Whenever I was a kid, I was like, that's that's scary. I don't like that. But then whenever, you know, you like the 12, 13 range, you're like, yeah, that's cool. Which is also <laughs> when I started playing D&D. <laughs> it wasn't cool back then. Now, now it's nerdy stuff like that is cool. But back then it wasn't. I thought it was. Um, and so I started playing an Onslaught block and played up through high school. And... Mirrodin block is when I uh, five years later is when I, I got real into Mirrodin block loved Mirrodin it was so much fun and uh, then I just kind of fell out of the game uh, for years uh, and I've kept my cards they were stuck in a box somewhere and and I do remember in late high school after I kind of fell out of the game I had a big box of rares and I sold them on the bus for a dollar each and oh. I had I had some cards that are worth few hundred dollars each now oh, and, so but back sad. then i felt like a fucking genius i didn't know about the secondary market i didn't know that people were buying <laughs> and selling cards you know based on their power and their rareness and their value you sold it just, to a 30 year old adult on the bus on the bus he's like, that, that kid's got dual lands get in there i <laughs> i i was um I, I was just, I was like, I made like $8 and sold eight cards. I'm a genius. So I did sell a lot of my cards um, just that way on the bus to make extra money for like fucking sodas and pizza and whatever dumb crap I bought when I was a teenager. <laughs> but I did keep the bulk of my cards. And as an adult, I've, I've gotten back into the game. I didn't play my first real competitive game of Magic like at a store, at an event until I was, until two years ago <laughs> i've still never done that um and i i played my first uh if i played one of the star the star city games open i played in that and they're in their modern events um i've been getting uh into commander in, in recent years and just exploring the game and really enjoying it um but it was a thing that's just kind of always been a, a, a fixture for me it's either been in the periphery or it's been something i've actively engaged in yeah i think 2010 was when i first started buying cards because mm -hmm. I didn't, even in high school, I didn't buy cards. I just played with other people's decks. I remember um, I I bought a pack of cards and I was like, well, now, what, now how do I play? And they're like, that's one pack of cards. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to kick some ass. Yeah, let's do Got it. This you start fucking throwing elf them, guy. He looks cool. I don't know. What's this, a forest? I get to go to a forest? Like, I had no idea. I was just, I yeah. was disappointed. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played Magic in a tournament, but I did, I did do like uh, Pokemon cards at the comic book store. So it's kind of the same. And got destroyed <laughs> immediately. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We. I mean, there's there's still other things that I I like the game. I like playing it. I'm not. I'm still not a huge fan of um, having to spend that much money on <laughs> a card game that I may have to then spend more money on. Because um, it's like it's one yeah. thing, and and I understand like the doing like a a, a box or a cube, um, but I mean like spending. If I spend a hundred dollars on a board game, that's it, unless like an expansion comes out, and even then, it's right. not going to be that much. But if I wanted to stay keep up with standard, for instance, it's expensive. It's expensive, and it's, think, it's something that I can't. I just can't do. I think there's this conception around Magic, and if you're the type of person like, let's pretend your friends go, "Oh, we play Commander. Buy one of these pre-made thirty-five dollar Commander decks. <laughs> they're cheap. Actually, I think they're thirty-nine. They're forty bucks. How dare you lie to me?" And the, <laughs> And then buy a $5 pack of sleeves, put it in some <laughs> sleeves because you want to protect your cards and play with us. And you do that and then you go and, and then you look at it and you go, well, I could upgrade this deck. 
Right. Well, yeah, but if you did the full upgrade, it'd cost $400. Most people don't go into Magic and immediately go, all right, how much is the deck? $9,000. Here you go. Thank you. Goodbye. Right. They play budget versions. They play cheap versions. Uh, um, like my commander, my main commander deck, my favorite one, I think it's in the four or $500 range. I paid $34.99 for it. And then over the over time, I had cards given to me. I got cards from opening packs or cards from somewhere else where I traded for some cards. And in some instances, I bought some cards that I slowly, over the course of the last three years, have just kind of been every now and then I'll go, oh, that's a cool card. Or, oh, this card does the same thing as that one in my deck, but it does it better. And I stick it in there. And over, the, over time, it has become a $500 deck. Not because I spent $500 on it at once, you know. Like, I have a $100 card in there that you gave to me. Yeah. In that big box of cards. And I want it back right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I mean, so I, it's this, you I, build it over time. And if you're the kind of person that you you can't stand to know that you're not running the most optimal version, then that might bother you. I mean, that doesn't, and I understand where you're coming from. That doesn't bother me specifically, but mm-hmm. it'd be more one of the, it's, it's one of those things where it's me buying a, a board game that I don't have to spend time. I just have it. Right. It's versus, just done. versus having something that I have to cultivate over time, which is fine if that's what you're into and that's cool. Right. But, but for me, it's something that's more work for me to have to pay attention to more money that I'm having to put into this. And right. at the end of the day, I can get the same enjoyment out of this by going over to your house and playing a cube draft or, or playing with my commander decks or my popper decks or yeah. my modern decks or we could just go get my big giant pile of random cards and just smash them together in a pile and go look <laughs> we're six and we're playing magic you know it's <laughs> yeah it's i mean and even if you in the instance of if you don't have a friend like that that i'm more into i would i would be more okay with um kind of what we did a long time ago with we played world of warcraft cards Yes. For a short, the the trading card game for a sh- yeah. short period of time, and I think you just threw those away, didn't you? I eventually did. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but we went and we got like a a booster. We, we played pack it because box. it was like a booster box was like thirteen dollars. No, yeah, it was like Walmart twenty bucks or something. or something like that. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. something where we were like, oh, we can both spend ten dollars and split this thing up, and we did, mm-hmm. and it was fun. We like basically drafted from that and right played a game from it and played like three or four games and then i gave you all the cards and was like goodbye yeah (laughs) but like i'd be okay with that where we go in on like a booster pack or something split up the cards play it and then even at the end of the day i'd probably just be like i don't have anybody to play with where i live and i don't you know care to go play with other people so i'm just gonna leave it here i do want to say um let whatever you know if you want to play the game look at the different formats research formats put some time into looking at the formats and the costs of those formats and how you want to play but don't let that define how you play you know let that be your guideline but if you're playing in a format and you're going yeah this is fun but what if it was like this then go do that go play that way you know i guarantee you whatever you want to do there's even a format f- called uh pack wars where you literally open one pack and play against each other like that. If you want to play it that way, there's a format for you out there and there's other people playing it. The game is old enough that I guarantee you, you can find people playing exactly how you want to play. So don't let these formats be these rigid guidelines. You know, um, they're a good way to get started. But then once you learn what you like about the game and how you want to play, do that because there are options for you, unlike other games, you know. Yeah. 
And don't think me me saying all this is just Andrew being <laughs> super judgmental and, a, and an asshole about it. This is more of me saying that there are problems with this game. Um, right. And I enjoy this game. I like playing this game. And if it wasn't something to where I was concerned about the money or every time I went into a card shop, my wife was like, Andrew, no, please don't buy another pack of magic cards. <laughs> well, I think, poor. <laughs> I think the issue that you're trying to get across is that it's hard to say no to the game. Like with the World of Warcraft thing, we bought those cards because they're clearanced and then we couldn't get any more because we bought all the ones they had. And it was like, it's not like every shop on Earth sells them and every Target and Walmart on Earth sells them when we see them everywhere. We could do magic exactly the same way we just did that World of Warcraft game but the difference is that every time you walk into target you go well i'll buy a pack of magic cards you know yeah, it, it's it, hard to say no to the game that's the thing is if you it's have addicting basically if you it's have an addictive personality which i honestly have an addictive personality which you is do, why yeah. i don't gamble um yeah. and i don't do a lot of other stuff yeah um and I would, I would go into Walmart and be like, well, I've got $5. I was going to buy food, but I guess I'll just buy this magic card pack. Cause you're like, maybe it's like the Jack card the Beanstalk. Yeah. Your wife's like, did you bring home food? And you're no, like, but no, I got, but I got these magic cards. <laughs> Look, you they're see? magic cards. We can plant them and grow magic card trees. <laughs> yeah. So if, if you have an addictive personality, this may not be the game for you. Imagine um, if you were addicted to crack and they sold crack <laughs> everywhere all of the time for $4.19 a piece. That's what Magic the Gathering is. So but if you if you can if you can go, "Hey, I don't really need this right now. I can't really spend the money right now." and you can actually reason with yourself and not spend your money on something that you may not need right this second, um then yeah, I think it's a great game. Um and I may try to get back into it and if it gets to the point to where I'm like, "I got to buy more Magic cards." Or else I'm gonna die. Um, then, you know, I might get back into it. <laughs> I, I I do think Magic is is a fantastic game. So it's, it's a tremendously fun game. Uh, you can play it at any level of money. You can play it for free. You can literally just print out pictures of the cards, and there are websites where you can go put in a list of cards, print out the cards, and then you can just play with paper versions you can put them on cardstock and play that way i mean uh, uh they're not legal to play in a tournament <laughs> yeah, or don't anything, take them to a tournament they're gonna be like <laughs> you literally made those on cardstock you can't play those um and you drew magic the pictures yourself you can look at the pictures online and just draw them on a piece of paper magic arena is free to play you can get online it gives you a few starter decks and you can enjoy the game you can enjoy magic for zero from anywhere from zero dollars up to infinity dollars and I think that that can't really well, be said about most games. Can't play up to infinity dollars. <laughs> yeah, you could play up to uh, fifty trillion dollars if there you, go. you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, so it, you know, I, I as much as people go on about, oh, it's expensive. It's this. It's that. Or you know, um, com you know, if you look at a board game, well, if it's a hundred dollar board game, you can't really get a ten dollar version of that same board game that's that a little true. bit different but cheaper but you can do that with magic you can go in and say all right andrew you and me we both have a ten dollar budget and we're going to build a deck for ten dollars which i promise you you can do or you can just go buy pre-made very good ten dollar decks off of card kingdom and they're not sponsoring us i wish they would that'd be great but <laughs> There are options, and you know, Andrew, you and I can both go. Let's spend ten dollars a piece, and we go to Card Kingdom. They have these pre-made decks that are like ten bucks each, and we both buy one and we play that. And we went, oh, cool, we spent ten bucks. We have two playable decks, and it's fun. And then we can go, well, let's both spend ten more dollars on upgrades for those decks. And you, you, however, you want to do it. Yeah, 
it, it exists. It's a format. It's out there, and there's thousands of people playing it. That's the upside to Magic the Gathering. Um, and it's everywhere. You can buy it <laughs> anywhere, basically. Obviously, the downside is that it is a deep hole, um, yeah. and it is easy to lose control and go, man, I spent $400 on singles from TCG Player this month upgrading a commander deck that I don't think I like. <laughs> I've, I've been there. Um, I, now, uh, uh, thankfully, magic cards hold their value well. They rarely decrease in value, um, except for cards that are like in, in standard and only good in standard and then rotate out, rotate out. Even then, their value won't go to zero, but it'll go down a little bit. You can usually get most of your money back out of your cards by reselling them. I know I have, you know. Yeah. I guess that would be the upside. And I do I do want to say kind of before we end here um, that I know we kind of, it sounds like we kind of just talked about formatting and the <laughs> buy-in for this. Yeah. But I think this kind of just gets back into our point, which is from the beginning, this is such a gigantic topic that Say, there's... Doing a show on Magic the Gathering is yeah. like saying that we're going to do a show on sports or video games. Yeah, like all well, of video a, games. There's a lot to talk about there. <laughs> so I, I, I hope no one's disappointed by by what we've talked about. I think we just tried to talk about point of entry for anyone that's never played. If you have played, um, maybe Justin, in his wisdom, has told you an aspect of the game that you haven't heard of yet, or that you know somewhere else that you can go. Um, but in, in this is probably a topic we'll come back to and try to come at it a different angle and talk about something no. different besides, did you say no? <laughs> no, I said, yeah, no, oh. never. <laughs> I'm throwing all my cards in the trash right now. We're done with a review. Magic uh, Gathering, done. Period. I, de I definitely would be interested, um, to do another show just on the, th the throne of Eldraine because Justin sent me that. He was like, oh man, this looks super cool. It does. And I was like, damn you, it does. <laughs> Why would um, you show this to me? <laughs> I'd say this to, to put to put a pin in things. Um, the best advice I could give people that are going, I want to play Magic. It looks fun, but oh my god, that's complicated. That's too much to get into. Yeah, it's, for one, it's not a complicated game to play. Right, it can playing, it can be based well, on your you, deck, but <laughs> it's not. It could be. It is. I don't know. <laughs> on a basic is, is, level, the game is not that complicated. The to truth, play. the truth is, depending on how you're playing, it can be very simple or it can be tremendously complex. And the more expensive formats tend to be more complex formats as well. Which is why, no, you don't need to spend five hundred dollars, and I don't recommend it. But I will say this to to put a pin in things: if you want to start playing Magic, one, do your research on formats. Learn what they all are. Not all of them. Learn learn what some of them are. See what people near you are playing. And if you are playing in a competitive scene, see what formats that competitive scene is playing and what's good. If you are playing with just your friends, talk to your friends about formats and talk to your friends about budget. I have too many times gotten back into the game with a friend and then that friend goes, oh, I just spent $900 on my deck. And I go, hey, I, I spent $15 on mine and I'm not going to put any more money in it. And now it's not fun to play against you because... You're stomping me why into the earth. Why are you staring at me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so if you're playing with friends, talk about budgets, talk about limits, talk about how you want to play together. Because there's this conception where, you know, the hardcore magic player strolls into the comic shop with his $50,000 deck and smacks down all the 10-year-olds there. <laughs> when in reality, it's a game. 
and everyone should be on a level playing field. And if you're not, I mean, if you're in a competitive scene, obviously, no, you want to have an advantage. But <laughs> no, if you're just level play, playing field. If you're just playing casually with friends, do what you can to, to make it a fun and fair and even game because that will be the most enjoyable way to, to experience Magic yep. the Gathering. Yeah. Thanks. Goodbye. <laughs> I like. I liked how in your in your like pinning it, you're like it could be this or it could be the opposite end of and the that, spectrum. Yeah. We don't know. I mean, really, we do this, know it is both ends. Yeah. Decide it could if you want to be expensive. It could be not. Like, do you want to be casual or competitive, and then look at formats and decide? Uh, uh, that's really all the homework you need to do. Or you know what? Get in Discord and ask us and say, Hey, Justin, this is my budget, and I've yeah. got four friends that want to play, and these are their budgets. Or there's a store near me. What format should I play? Or how much money should I spend? Is this a good card? Do you think Throne of Eldraine is great? Why do you hate Hero Quest so much? It's all <laughs> done in the Board Game Barbarians Discord. You can do that. If you ask me about magic, I'll defer you to Justin because I don't know that much about it. And we honestly, have um, several uh, magic players in the Discord yeah, that are much better and more experienced with the game than I am. So uh, they're also there. So We've join got us standard there. players, uh, draft players, me. All yep. over the place. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll come back to this. I just my brain exploded when I looked up notes for this, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I because I was like, I want to do a show on Magic the Gathering, and I want to, and I put it in the Discord that we were going to do it, and then I go to look at notes, and I'm like, I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> How do I do well, <laughs> I do like that we did the episode this way because I think a lot of people come into the game and the first, if you go onto the Magic the Gathering subreddit and you go, I want to play, how do I get into it? They'll go, go play Magic Arena, which funnels you into standard. Yeah. And I do think it's important to, before you jump into the game, realize that there's 150 different ways to play, find out what works for you, and then you can explore that. You know, that's how I've enjoyed the game the most. Or if you, you want know. to play Arena, get into standard online and then make that your gateway into Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank everyone for listening. We do have a Discord, like we've said multiple times. We do talk in there occasionally. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Uh, what? We have a Discord. Does it, did, did we mention that? We do have a Discord. It is going to be in the comment section <laughs> for this or the description for the show, um, as it always is for all shows constantly and all time Ever. forever um so if you are interested in that we do talk in that um i try to talk in it but sometimes i'm busy because i have a full-time job also but yeah. when i can i talk all right um we also have an instagram if you want to check that out i don't have any magic card pictures so i'm just going to go to a shop take some pictures of it not really i'm just not going to yeah, do it that's great uh, <laughs> this week <laughs> or this month so uh maybe maybe when the um or for sure, when the new set comes out, um, I'll probably buy at least a pack or two of that or talk to Justin about doing a, a cube. Or save your money. We can split a box and draft that and then use that box to build a cube. Okay. All right. Maximizing our dollar. Yeah. One dollar. That's how much it costs. <laughs> it's, more, it's more than... Uh, oh, no. Yeah, um, so sorry. Ch check out our Instagram. Um, check out our Discord. We do have a Facebook as well at facebook.com slash Barbarians. Um, and as always, remember what is best in life. Bo board games. Board games. Board games are it's, best. It's the best. And, and card games, I guess. In well, that's counted, right? Jacks. Of all trade. All no, right. The game. All right. Oh. Good night. Okay. Bye. <laughs>